Welcome to Two Crazy Scoops Podcast with your hosts, Ao, Antino, and Tom Laughlin. Back, ready to sing opera, give us advice, and ju- uh, give our, your opinions. I love giving opinions. Many, many opinions. Tom, would you believe me if I told you it's been a year since you've been on the podcast? Man, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. It, it was, yeah. It was winter time, if you can remember last. I remember it was winter, but... Yeah. Or at least the first time he was on. It's been a year. Oh, okay. I right. mean, the podcast is pretty forgettable, so... Uh, like, I even forgot that it was a part of my life. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this uh, is true. Yeah, well, thanks for coming back, Tom. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of a year ago, I actually... Um, before we talk to you, Tom, I'd just like to bring you on so I can make you sit here and listen to us. Do you think we're getting feedback with these mics? Anyways... I, I actually stole something from you, Aaron, for the past year that I've been forgetting to uh, uh, give back to you. Well, apparently we just found out that I stole something from you as well. Oh, you did? <laughs> the microphones, I oh, guess. Oh, the microphone stand. Well, yeah. here you go. Apparently I stole that from you. Um, I don't really... It's, it's shattered. It's in terrible condition. It is from our Florida trip. <laughs> we oh. went to the beach. Oh. And I have all the shells right there for you. Oh, so. the shells. Yeah. But they weren't all mine, though. I don't care. You can have them. I don't think all of them were mine. I've, I've had them long enough. You, you can have them now. I'll give you custody of the seashells. <laughs> <laughs> we, I want to see them on weekends and on holidays. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this is great podcasting. So, well, Tom. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, put them in your bathroom. Everyone does that. There's still a lot of sand in it, too. They're like, you know what? I think... I'm going to put beach stuff in my bathroom because, you know, that's where I really go to the bathroom is the beach. <laughs> I don't know. What's the correlation? What do you think, Tom? Why would you decorate your bathroom with beach? Paraphernalia? Is that that the is an excellent question. I want your opinion, Tom. <laughs> what do you think about that? Bathroom decorations. What do you think of Aaron's? Bathroom decorations. I think you have something there. It's uh, <laughs> it's Sylvester Stallone. You know he's you doing that Brooklyn accent. That was not a Brooklyn accent, but anyway, <laughs> it's Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> and he he gets thrown into the future, and he's like some kind of cop. Wesley Snipes is the bad guy. He also gets thrown in the future. It's like this oh, dystopian. Yeah, it came out in 1993. Can you shoot me a picture? Airdrop it. So he tries to put it in the group chat, I guess. He tries to use a bathroom somewhere and he's like, There's there's no toilet paper. And they're like, Oh, you gotta use the three seashells. The three seashells is toilet paper? Yeah, it's it's an interesting movie. My uh phone just beeped. It's nobody important. Just Aaron. Yeah. No, wait, (laughs) that's not what I meant. There's it was, in fact, so exactly what he meant. There's going to be so much editing in this. Yeah, Tom. You know, people have been complaining about the quality of the show lately, so. If there was any quality to begin what, with. What would you text me about? You said the audio was off. So let's, let's discuss uh, yeah, this. Yeah, so let me, re- let me try to reenact <laughs> what the audio was like. Oh, no. It, it was like really loud like this, and then it would be like, really loud. 
and you yeah. it's like you it's like you two were walking around the room i watched the tv <laughs> i don't you see i watched it on a television <laughs> sorry what we were talking about the quality how, how was it tom uh yeah just the audio kept going in and out if i could be Brutally honest. You know, I um, normally would just toss that kind of advice to the wind, but you actually do edit audio, so I'll take your word for it. And I did, actually. I looked at it, and I realized that when I was editing the audio of the video clip, I had boosted. I had cut it in half and boosted one side of it, and the other side was low still. Mm. Yeah, good times. Great oldies. We've improved so much since then. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, we're back to just an audio form today because we can't set up three cameras. It's really tough. Although all we really need is one, though. Yeah, but it just look weird, especially with Tom's face in it. <laughs> okay, see that. Okay. Boom, gotcha. But you guys are still pretty funny. Thanks. You know, like, there's, I got, like, two good laughs out of an hour of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> two good laughs an hour. Wow. Uh, that's, like, got to be, like, some kind of RPMs, right? What would you say? Two, two, wow. One laugh per 30 minutes. I Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not good. <laughs> we, need to, we need to improve But I don't even remember what made me laugh So it must not have been that funny It's oh, all dang. situational comedy, you know Yeah, I got some jokes for you, let me see uh, Oh no <laughs> Here we go No, I've been, I've been really fascinated with stand-up comedy as of late mm-hmm. uh, Me too What about sit-down comedy? Sit-down comedy as well I'll take it, you know <laughs> Who's your favorite comedian? But I do like Brian Regan Brian Regan's a good one and okay. he's a pretty family friendly. He just screams a lot. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Brian Regan skit? I would have to say the one where him and his friends are playing football or something, and one of the kids breaks his arm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, his arm used to bend that way. It's not better that way anymore. I just oh, ran God. in full speed for no reason. <laughs> wow. Or the, the hooked on phonics. Pahookin on Pahonics working for me. <laughs> me. Wow. I got them all down here. I, I just do my best uh, Brian Regan impressions here. You know how I get Cindy to listen to this podcast? By I, being on it, right? You said she only listens to the one you're on? I wait till we're on a long road trip. Oh, no. And I make sure her AirPods or something are like hidden in a bag oh, way in the no. back. Oh, that is mean. <laughs> that is oh. and force her to listen to this. Oh, yeah, pretty I much. I mean, you're like That's driving through torture. Texas. There's nothing, and all you're hearing is, "Hey guys, it's Antonio and Ao. No. Who wants to talk about toilet paper today? <laughs> Bathroom decorations? Am I right?" We have talked about toilet paper, too. Oh, we did. And you gave us the old way that your grandma used to do it. I did. I forgot about that. Yeah. Getting up paper and, sh- sh- you know. It worked. Though. It works, yeah. What do you think of bidets, Tom? Oh, they're amazing. I need to Never put, mind. <laughs> I need to put one in my house. I've never used one, and I'm afraid to ever go to Europe because of that. Well, no. The, the thing is, if you ever do use one, you never you want, you want never want to go back. Okay. Exactly. The United States is the only developed country that doesn't use the metric system and bidets. Brazil mm-hmm. doesn't have bidets. They also don't flush their toilet papers. Well, so that's we an also, interesting situation. Well, he said, but, but he did like say industrialized the, nations. Developed, like, Brazil isn't industrialized? Not to the extent of, like, say, Europe or Australia 
Japan. Well, the okay, this is the problem. When you get into the routine of using it, when you go back to not using it, you just don't feel as clean. Mm. And when you think about it from a logical standpoint, a bidet does make sense. Yeah, it's water. Yeah. Anyways, I don't. Why are we talking? The about is just stuff? come on. <laughs> well, you brought it up. I'm sorry, I didn't you think about it. it. I didn't think about it. it. Oh, man, it's just so kicking myself the, in the past. The, so. The, to sum it up, a bidet is better because you're cleaner. Okay. Versus just dry tissue. This is a commercial for bidets. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's the most wonderful cleaning sensation <laughs> one could feel. You can control the jet power. <laughs> the temperature. The temperature on some of, of the them. water. Well, I did. Some of them. I did go to a house I was cleaning house uh, cleaning windows at, and they had a seated heated mm-hmm. yeah toilet seat. You know what really blew my mind was heated car seats. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. what was maybe like t- 10 years ago today, it was in the dead of winter and I hopped into someone's suburban and I was like, they're like, here you go. You can adjust your temperature. And I was like, you can, you can like change that. It's like, yeah. And then it quickly got too hot and yeah. you find yourself sweating and it's like 20 degrees outside. Yeah. I have heated seats in my car and, um, I only use them for probably one month out of the year, but maybe two. I mean, when you're in a snowstorm, you you ever been in a snowstorm, Tom? You're asking me if I've ever been in a snowstorm? Yes, too many. Um, I've actually, I've actually driven a semi truck in a like whiteout conditions Jeez. on a mountain pass with no cell signal. Um, so yeah, I've I've been in some pretty crazy snow before. You know, coincidentally, I was just helping a friend. Oh, well, I was at a friend's house. And he had, like, ice truckers on. It's some show. And these guys were, like, driving through Manitoba. Semis. And they have to, like, drill into the ice about 38 feet or so. I don't know how long. I'm bad with measurements. But it has to be that thick in order for them to drive a semi-truck over it. And it's, like, all dramatic and everything. They're like, oh, man. And they have, like, these graphs of people if they're not if the truck isn't going to make it this is what's going to happen to the truck <laughs> it's like going to go back and like basically blow up because they have flammable stuff on it hmm. so are you transporting flammable things or was it just uh, wood or mostly mining equipment sometimes it was flammables or corrosive poison uh, there's a whole classification for hazardous materials so what kind of training does that uh, require obviously your cdl right you Take a test and have it added to your license. The test is pretty hard. Some people think it is. I've never had trouble passing it. It's a it's a hands-on test, though, right? It's just a test on a computer. Oh, I, to get your CDL? No, no, to get the hazmat endorsement. Oh, it's like, don't touch this. Don't break that. Don't put... T- There's, like, different classes of... Hazardous materials, there's uh, some you can't put on the same trailer. And there's like a lot of different rules and laws governing it. To get your CDL, that's a different story. When I first got my CDL, I failed what they call the pre-trip exam. When when you're a truck driver, you're required by law to perform a pre-trip, a post-trip, and an inner-trip inspection where you go basically all over the whole truck and check everything 
everything from the engine compartment to the brakes, lug nuts, just anything that could fall apart and kill someone. What was something that was regularly falling apart and could kill someone? Nothing on the trucks I drove because the company I worked for was really good about maintaining their equipment. Well, that's good. But there was one time the mechanic changed a tire on my truck and forgot to tighten down the lug nuts, and when I checked them, they were loose. Well, good thing so, you checked. <laughs> so when you get when you apply for a CDL, the instructor goes out and grades you on your pre-trip inspection, and you do the whole thing, and you say, this is the whatever part, it does this, I'm checking for that. Mm. And I failed the first time because I I'm used to, identifying car parts by, um, how would you word it? Just like regular, like slang terms, I guess you could say. Oh, not the technical term they for exactly what it's the for. the technical term. But the second time I did it, it was raining and 20 degrees or so. Or, well, it wouldn't be that cold if it was raining. It was cold and rainy and really windy. And I think the instructor was in a hurry because she kept saying, okay, let's move along. so i got two questions for you on that the first one is what's the worst accident you've heard of with truck drivers the worst accident i've ever heard of i've i've seen probably a lot of rollovers especially when i was driving between utah and wyoming Uh the wind will just pick them up and knock them over (laughs) Or there's a lot of people who are, to put it nicely, ignorant of physics. <laughs> I appreciate you being nice because the next segment that I have is going to involve you guys not using as too much colorful language about uh, individuals. <laughs> so people ignorant of physics and reality. <laughs> people who cut like in, that's me cut in front of trucks and slam on their brakes or just. Um, oh, like, dash cam footage. That's bad. Like my dad mm-hmm. is a, he's been a truck driver longer than I've been alive. And one thing he told me when I first started out is he said, uh, pretty soon you'll learn just how much you have to do to save everybody else from their own stupidity. Yeah, that's the, I did, never drove a semi, but I drove a big truck. And at that point, it's not about you worried about getting hurt. It's like the fact that you have, you are in control of something that could actually be fatal. The second question I have is why do semi truck drivers always get pulled over or are they just getting pulled over? And I just think that's, they always are. So trucking companies have what they call a CAS score. So they DOT grades, an entire trucking company based off of its drivers. If they have a bunch of dumb drivers doing stupid stuff, the entire company gets a lower CAS score. So... They're just checking to make sure everyone's on the up and up? Correct. Like, I've driven through scales. Old Dominion has a really good CAS score because they hire good drivers, and they're just a better managed company. So I've driven through checkpoints, and they just wave me through. Hmm. But if a company has a low CAS score, a cop can pull them over just to do 
in an, a roadside inspection. So let's say a company has doesn't like maintaining their equipment and they constantly get flagged for things that would make a, a truck inoperable, like say the brakes are bad or other reasons why the truck should not be on the road. If you're driving for that company, chances are you'll get pulled over for a random roadside inspection to make sure that it's not one of those trucks. Hmm. Aaron's loving this conversation. <laughs> I'm just taking it in. <laughs> but I'm actually starting another trucking job in a couple weeks. Oh, wow. Delivering diesel to truck stops. Oof. Don't blow up. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it there. Don't blow up, Tom. Please, for the love of goodness! Like we need you to come back and and uh, regale tales of the trucking industry. I'll just light a match, right? As I'm, (laughs) does diesel gas blow up like that? No, diesel isn't as volatile as gasoline. No, the worst that would happen is it would catch on fire, but it normally doesn't just explode. Yeah. Well, that's something new. I didn't know that either. So diesel is not as flammable as... You don't want to play around with it, but... Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. That's a useless piece of I got a party trick. (laughs) (laughs) Pulls out a thing of diesel fuel. Don't worry, guys. It's diesel. (laughs) I don't think I would have put out a can of it. At least maybe a t-shirt soaked in it, though. Oh, there you go. And then like that. Guys, look at... You'll think I'm on fire, but I'm not. Yeah, it's diesel. Don't worry. Aaron was, in fact, on fire. Yeah. (laughs) And the diesel burned much longer than unleaded would have. You, uh, you, so. I, I want to keep this real interesting conversation going real quick, though. Can you talk to us about um, radios that the trucking people use? Oh. <laughs> Do I have to be nice? Well, no, I'm just saying uh, I had a friend, some random person that I know, and he's gotten into listening to... The weather, like you can listen to the weather on these things. I don't know what kind of radio it is. Ham? Ham radio. CB? Well, Um, most truckers have a CB. I don't know too many that would have a ham radio. Okay. Well, he was listening to something, and he found that a guy had gotten stranded out in between here and New Mexico. And the guy was giving out his contact information for someone to call his family to come pick him up. That sounds like a ham radio because a CB doesn't have that kind of range. Yeah. <clears throat> ham radio is real interesting. I'm sorry. I just had a completely random memory. But when you mentioned the CB radio, I, it reminded me. My, I remember my dad had a Cadillac from I don't know what year it was, maybe in the 80s. But it had a radio. It had a CB radio built into it. Anyway. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> it did. It had a radio built in it. Yeah. And he would let me, he would tell me like this message to say, it was like this long message and I could never remember it. Hi guys, this is Aaron Owens. I hope yeah. you're having a good evening. Yeah. Thanks for trucking all of our stuff down to town. Exactly. <laughs> no one paid attention. I don't, I think I did get a response one time. Wait, so but. you've been a radio broadcaster for quite the time then. Yeah. This was, it was an 80 something. I think it was an 80 something. Like or it could have been a seventy something guy. Like I don't know. I just know there was a there was a CB radio in there. Hmm. So that's all I remember. 
They used to be really popular, but they're not so much anymore. So everyone used to have them, like, in their cars and stuff? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, whenever that era was, that's, that must be when this car was from. Oh, I didn't know that. So you could just talk to people on your CB radio? Mm-hmm. Yeah, up like the 70s up to the 90s, and then they phased out. Now, mostly just over-the-road truck drivers use them. Like, I didn't even have a CB in my truck. Now, how do you feel about that, though? Do you think the average citizen should have a CB radio in their car? Well, just think about some of the things people say in their cars with (laughs) road rage. (laughs) Oh, man. And then imagine what could happen if the other person could actually hear what they're saying. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. But you can turn the radio off. It's not like you have to have it on all the time. But you're right. But that is is interesting. But I kind of feel like they should have kept that. That, I think it's kind of cool. You yeah, want to scream at people on the not, radio? Not no, no, people are crazy them. now. Yeah, I guess so. What would, maybe what would happen, though, sense. is you would, like, scream at the person, and they'd be like, oh, I'm really sorry. And you'd be like, oh, man, now I feel terrible. But then think of the benefits. You could be like, hey, bro, can I hop in front of you real quickly? You know, you can ask for no. permission. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm going to keep, no, oh, I'm going to speed up. You can slow down. <laughs> hey, I mean, but you can at least ask. Yeah, just keep it general. So as not to offend. No, I mean, you know. <laughs> Old woman, I'm a man. Did you ever see Monty Python? I, which, which one? Which the one? search for the Holy Grail. He goes up mm-hmm. to the villager and he's mm-hmm. like, Old woman, I'm a man. I was, Do you know? I'm 37. What? I'm 37. I'm not old. <laughs> there you go. Good times. Great oldies. I'm sorry, Tom. I, I want to apologize to you. I, I like... Um, He's like, bring out your dead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not dead yet. Oh, you'll be stone dead in a couple minutes. (laughs) Bring out your dead. You know, I tried watching that movie with Cindy, and I think five minutes went by and she fell asleep. It's an acquired taste. Like, you have to know how dumb it is to get in on it. Yeah, that's a It's like Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, that's a good one, too. That one, the more I watch it, the better it gets. Yeah, it's like... But, a, that's a, but Napoleon is a different type of humor than Monty Python. Yeah, but still, sure. it still falls under the same vein of you kind of got to know what's going on in order to get it. Right. That, like that podcasting. Yeah. People that are like, what the... Why do you podcast? I'm like, first like thing of podcasting, you just don't ask that question. <laughs> Because if you ask that question, you'd be like, what the heck are we doing here? Right, exactly. Okay. Just, just do it. Just don't do it. it. Don't think of it. <laughs> don't think of it. That, that's, that's, honest, that's how we get people on. Right. I'm honestly wondering why I chose to come here and do this. When I <laughs> <laughs> what benefit are you getting from this, Tom? I could have been sitting at home reading comics or well, you can something. Still, well, you can still do that after you leave her. You'll have time. I mean, Tom I just gets s- up and walks out. Yeah, like I'm leaving. I could have stuck my finger in a white socket, and that would have been more entertaining. Sheesh. <laughs> have you ever I'm actually just, done it before? Yeah. I, in fact, <laughs> I was I was listening to your podcast a couple weeks ago where you were talking about that, and so my finger in a white socket story goes as follows. <laughs> wait, wait. I was about seven years old. And I was melting crayons on the light bulb. So this happened three years ago. Okay, continue. <laughs> and when the wax got down into the socket, the light bulb exploded. And 
So I was trying to take this light bulb out, but I didn't turn. <laughs> I didn't turn the lamp off. Ooh. And my finger went down in the socket, and I got a good sap. Yeah. And yeah, that was almost as bad as the time I heated up a sandwich in aluminum foil in the microwave. Oh mm. boy. Yeah. Like ooh, pretty the aluminum in the microwave. Yeah. And when. My, thankfully, my parents just happened to be there when it happened. They opened the door, and there was a little fire on top of the bun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you guys ever see that thing where people would put CDs in a microwave to create, like, cool designs? I've done that. <laughs> I've never, I have never seen that. It's so amazing to watch. <laughs> uh, Describe it for us. I, I'm not advocating for anybody It's about, like, what, this, two seconds? Yeah, I mean, if you did it... It, if you no, it dis- never mind. Don't do it. It destroys the CD though, right? Yes. Oh yeah. But it looks each each design is different. It's like a snowflake. Really? Yeah. You just I, microwave a CD. You can't even describe how it looks while it's doing it. Does it work for Blu-rays too? I don't know. My friend, he was his dad was like showing him, and then he showed me, and I was like, man, and I was like, I'm gonna try this at home, and I was like, yeah, my parents might murder me. Yeah. Right. It does uh, create some harmful carcinogenic fumes. Oh, man. Yeah, but... If oh, I'm going to get but, lung cancer from when I was But 11. if it's for art, it's fine. Hmm. Actually, I have a CD that I, I don't mind getting rid of. Let's do it. All right. I'll be it's right back. It's all about AI art now. Give me one second. I'll be right back. Okay. Are you actually going to do it? No. <laughs> me and Tom will sit here. I want you to do it now. No, no. Come on. I don't want to die. Tom, you know, do you know what peer pressure is, Tom? Yes. Let's use the power of peer pressure to make Aaron do this. Mm-mm. Let's put I, our two I peer pressure so. rings together. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Now, you can do it if you want. I have a blank CD. You want to do it. Uh, no, I'm okay. <laughs> you can put it in there. I want you to get the I'll carcinogenics. Yeah, I, I'll stand. Anybody listening to this, all 12 of you, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> do it. It is so We are cool. not responsible for whatever happens to you. Yeah, don't try this at home, folks. And actually, we should have Try never it tried it. Try it at work instead. Try it at work. <laughs> in the microwave there? Try it at work. I put it in for one minute. One minute. What did I do wrong? Uh, so two seconds is all you need. I th- I'm not going to. Like 10. No, seconds. no, no. It's so fast. It like zaps and then you take it out and it's all these like designs like. You know, that does, it matter, does it matter if you have your microwave settings set to high or low? No, yeah. no, it doesn't work in the oven either. It's something got to do with the microwaves. This oh. reminds me of Mythbusters. Anything you're about to see, don't try at home. Even though we're going to give you explicit step by step on how to do it, exactly. on how to do it, exactly. Can can a playing card? Can you kill a person with a throwing of playing card? Did you ever see that one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Don't try this at home, but we're gonna show you exactly. How to kill someone with a plan. So did it actually kill someone? No, but it can it can get you pretty good, I think. If okay. the right person throws it. I'm not the right person, but they would have like that was a ballistics dummy? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Like that gel. Yeah, like gel. And every time they like shoot it and it would go through and you'd see would it really like could a bullet go straight through a person or would it just stop right in somewhere? Mm-hmm. So they'd use they were throwing, the same gel. They're throwing playing cards at that, yeah. Man, that's crazy. A playing Dude, card. that show was wild. I loved it. I used to love it, too. That was the most excitement I got when I was, like, you know, 16. <laughs> it's funny, too, because those two hated each other. Yeah, kind of like this podcast. 
Pretty much. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, I hate you, Aaron. But we're going to keep doing this. <laughs> we're going to have an expose afterwards. <laughs> expose. Yeah, guys. I just really hated that guy so much. I don't know why. Behind the podcast. He said he'd hold my family hostage if I didn't podcast. True. Also, everybody, we were supposed to have at least two demo tracks prepared for you this evening, but Antonio found something more interesting to do. Yeah, helping someone move. Wait, but we can still play a little snippet of the demos, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that one that, well, I just want to play the one that me and Tom made. Okay. You know, Tom, you have a different way of creating music than I do, and I got to see firsthand how you go about doing it. So what's your takeaway from that? Your takeaway, <laughs> your takeaway, Tom, what you're going to get out of this. <laughs> no, what, what I got out of it was that you are actually, you like creating the music more than playing it. And that sounds weird, right? No, that's actually true. Um, I have actually, I've written a couple of symphony pieces. I can't play any of the instruments in it. But yeah, if I could find an orchestra to play yeah, some yeah. of the stuff I've written, it'd be amazing. Yeah, that's the thing. I think I'm different. I enjoy the action of playing the instrument, and I don't necessarily really care for like the setting it all up and stuff, which is why my recordings are a little bit different, but yours are a little bit more, well, a lot more polished. <laughs> so the quality of it sounds pretty good. I have to say I'm impressed. But when Tom was playing it, he wasn't interested in playing the piano. He, like, did it once, and he's like, okay, now we're going to put it all here. And it all ended up in the end. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool, because you can get a lot of mileage out of, like, four uh, beats. Wait, so you were putting it together in what? FL Studio. Oh, okay. So gotcha. I'm very lazy when I record music. Like, if there's a chord progression that repeats a bunch of times, mm-hmm. I'll play it once and just loop it. Yeah, that makes so sense. Like, but you get more done by doing that. It's very efficient. And then when it's like a change-up, I'll play the Mm change-up. And then, like, if that change-up has a slight variation after a while, I'll play the variation and just tack it on wherever I please. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. But when I saw Tom doing this, that gave me the understanding that we could legitimately get an album done. (laughs) Whereas my way of doing it is, well, I do enjoy it, and I still think we need to do a couple songs like this, is... Take the time to play it correctly all the way through. Now, with Tom's method, you play it correctly for four beats, and you just replicate that. Mm-hmm. If you need to add anything, you just add to it. Mm-hmm. But my way, I like it because it feels a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say authentic. Also, I'm not going to be a, you know. A snob. A snob about this. <laughs> oh, Tom, that's very nice, but it's not authentic. The other nice thing I like to do is if I want to play... Uh, like a lot of, um, what's the word? Improvisational? Improvisational? Yeah. Uh, that. If I want to do that, I'll do, I'll play like four minutes of that with the same thing looped in the background. And I'll take the best bits of it and put it together. That being said, I would like to segue into that song because this is, that's pretty much what we did, right? Uh, the version you have, we didn't, but, um, yeah, we'll go with that version. (laughs) Okay, let me see. I'm going to connect my phone via Bluetooth. Because in the other version where I actually did edit it and piece it together, I used our super secret 
lyric yes, method. Lyrical method. <laughs> and we can't let the world discover our genius. No, because if they knew. So you don't have that version? I have that version. We just can't play it here. I want to hear it. What am I doing wrong? The volume's up. It should be playing. Oh, jeez. Okay, sorry, guys. Sorry, Tune in Tom. next week when Antonio finally learns how to use how the to mixer. Use the Bluetooth. <laughs> okay, ready? That wasn't the song. I sorry. hate that. You know, you guys need someone who's really technical to help you out with this stuff. Oh, thanks for... We're taking applications, Tom. <laughs> not me. Paying starts at uh, I'm not the zero dollars the hour. <laughs> hey, that's already ten times what I'm making right now. <laughs> ten times nothing is nothing. I'm unemployed. Are you really? Yeah, for a little while. I sold the business and just kind of coasted a little bit. Oh, okay. Which is How's my way of saying I cried every day till someone decided to give me a chance. Oh. No, that's not what happened. Oh, I was <laughs> Even like, fast food restaurants were turning me down. It's like 2008. That's because they heard what you said about... They heard what you <laughs> oh, said my gosh. Me. They're like, um, we looked into it, and there's a podcast. Um, right, exactly. You know, it's got like two <laughs> listens, but I, I wanted to let you know that your uh, take on the cheese we use in this establishment is none of your business. <laughs> it's like 2008 all over again. Remember that? I, you know, Tom, would you go and bring your own cheese to put on the burgers you were making? <laughs> If they didn't provide it with you, for you? No, but you know what Cindy has done? And I hope she doesn't listen to this because she's going to get embarrassed. But she... Let's air all of our wives' problems out on this podcast. She doesn't have a gluten allergy. That's but, y'all. Sorry. Well, wait a minute. Like, sourdough bread is the only wheat bread she can have because something about the way it... Process? Processes or ferments or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she'll go to a burger place and bring two slices of sourdough bread sometimes. That makes sense because you can order a burger without buns. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Well, she but she can do the gluten-free I, stuff, right? I would call that a life hack. Yeah, but have you tried gluten-free stuff? It depends on what kind, what it's made out of, though. Some Some is better than others. Like, I have gluten-free crackers that are made with almond flour, and they are Those to are die good. for. To die for? To die for. To die for. But then there's also ones made with brown rice flour that I don't care for. I'm going to go home and be like, I told everybody about your sourdough hack. It's a life hack. Like, tell Aaron to edit that out. I mean, Antonio. Yeah. You both start with a. I mean, if you I, want me to, I can. I don't edit anything. <laughs> oh, we can't leave that to Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> One time. Go ahead. Say it. Hey, wait! I thought we were gonna play this song. Wait, which, which, wait, which one? Because there were many. There, as you can imagine, with what three years doing this podcast, I have said a lot of crap. Not just <laughs> that. that. There edited. was one time when you. I feel okay. Listen, I'm not the best person in the world. I'm not the best friend. I'm not the best person. No, 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 no. I, I disagree so, with that. I disagree. With you. <laughs> well, you I are, do get a little crazy. I get neurotic at times. I mean, I anyone who knows you. me. You go. No, 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 no. I think you're Mike. <laughs> you're you're a great friend. Okay, but I'm just saying I get neurotic with my art projects. I like Tom, you understand, right? When what something's is, not right, you gotta is, fix it, right? Well, what does neurotic mean? Yeah, but I don't get that vibe from you because whenever we record, I'm like, that one note just the timing just wasn't quite right. And you're like, No, it's good enough, it's fine. I'm like, well, no, no, it's, it's a different <laughs> kind of because I understand. What what sounds good, 
and you understand what looks good. Does that, that does that sound different? Because when you you're got that reverse, when you're when you're cleaning stuff, you're real thorough with it, right? You say you're a bit yes. of, you're bit you're a bit of a perfectionist, right? Yes. Now I look at the big picture of these things and I say, well, the end result, if that's going to come out, then I'm happy with having an end result as opposed to having nothing. Yeah. See, I'm I'm the opposite, and it's actually really terrible. Um, I will spend more time tweaking every little thing than actually getting something done. Which I like to get things done. That's my perfectionist so, part of it. And so to me, it sounds like with y'all working together, that's how you get stuff done. Because you, cause you're like, it's not, the note may not be in the perfect spot, but it's good enough. We can come back and we can come back perfect and fix it, it yeah. later. Whereas you're <laughs> like, no, we need to fix that one note. And it's like, no, we don't have all day. We got more songs to knock out. But that's why so the, that's why y'all work good together. That's why I the think. end result, I think, will actually sound decent. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be the greatest thing, but I've never worked on a project where the end result of the music actually sounded good. It's usually kind of terrible. I just I think Tom's song We're is all our own worth Kurt. Worst critics. Worst critics, yes. Oh, Anyways, one time the music- Aaron, Aaron got a hold of the Instagram account, and he thought it was his personal one, and he started following everybody, <laughs> and I had people I didn't want him to, and I, so I changed the password and locked him out. But there was nothing wrong with, like, there's so much worse I could have done. I know. That's <laughs> than follow people. Listen, I mean, I'm not it, saying it makes sense. Pretty, it just happened. That was pretty I felt, harmless. I felt pretty bad, but I'm that, like, I'm that, like, particular about stuff. You know, one hack we just we found out about for uh, recording without like a studio or anything. My amplifier has a USB port, so you can record directly into FL Studio. Here's the thing, though. I've always known you can do that, but what you're doing is not something that I ever have the patience to get done. The setup can be pretty tricky. Yeah, and because Tom's particular, it gets done. Whereas I can't do that, he can. So it's like a, it's a good symbiotic relationship, if right. you will. No, I agree. Nice. It's more like two chimpanzees picking the bugs off each other. <laughs> <laughs> We're equal. We're equal. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's all to say, here's what we made up the other day. On with the show. Here it is. I like it. We need lyrics, though. And you're supposed to work on that. Oh. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I don't like writing lyrics. No, I do. I just I love writing lyrics. Oh, Aaron's getting a call. Uh, we're gonna be very quiet, uh, and we're back. Tom Lawson. we can hear everything you're saying. Uh, <laughs> Tom, Timothy, Timothy, what do you think about this? It's definitely a good start. I think so too. I like the bass. It sounds pretty uh, full, if yeah. you will. It's like the difference between, like you know, industrial grade. And, uh, you know. 
And the guitar comes in so crisp and clear. Yeah, I like it. The only issue that I can tell you that you say everyone's their worst critic. When I play guitar solos, I sound I feel like I sound like Neil Young playing guitar solos. You ever hear him play guitar solos? No, I don't think so. He's a uh, it's not very good. <laughs> it's very like picky, you know. If you're going to listen to uh uh Jim Robert Jimmy Page, the yeah. guitarist for Led Zeppelin, he's real messy. But if you listen to like uh uh, who's that guy? Aaron's back. A guitar player who has a really clean Steve Vai, Jeff Beck is Jeff Beck. Brian Setzer. Brian Setzer. Brian Setzer. Brian Setzer. What is who is he? Uh, you ever heard of a band called the Stray Cats? He was a lead guitarist and singer and then he went off to do his own thing he had the brian setzer orchestra now he has like his you own know band. what i have never purposefully listened to him but he plays a version of sleepwalk yes on guitar that is amazing because i don't think he uses a slide or does he use a slide no he doesn't he does he plays it on a gretch hollow body yes and actually we're just gonna give people a taste of that I love that song. I like the original. and uh, But now that you said it, now I remember. Sleepwalk. How's it going, Aaron? What did you think of the song? Uh, I love it. I will write something eventually. I just couldn't do it because anything I wrote would have been like. Depressing. Depressing. <laughs> That's fine. We're, it's a, this is going to be our therapy outlet. Everyone's gonna, we're going <laughs> to air all of our anger issues uh, to everyone. I got a song called I, I Hate Everybody. Oh, no, wait. Tom does. That's right. <laughs> no, it was called Stupid People. Stupid that was Stupid People. people. Yeah. <laughs> Same stupid thing. Stupid people everywhere. Same thing. <laughs> Dude, I love that song. You, Everybody I does. I remember you had a song that you recorded. I think this might have been your first album, maybe. It was a live recording, actually. I loved it. I, you played one song, and I was just like, yeah, but I was just like screaming. But you hated it though. But I was like, it's just cringy, man. You watch yourself do stuff when you're a kid, and you're just like, Ugh. well, even the <laughs> and, and I noticed the same thing with the other the um, the you know the people from the other podcast, the three on three. Mm-hmm. Best three out of three. Best three out of three. The one from Canada, Craig. Craig. Yeah, he had put out an you know he sent me I, some, and I listened it, to and I'm like this is I liked it. But yeah, but that's was, current stuff. We I sent him a lot of stuff from when we were younger, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "Yeah, I just did it for nostalgia's sake." But you know, you just you just make stuff, and it's kind of funny. But I do like his song "No Reply." Coincidentally, it may sound like I'm making this up, but I was listening to that on the way over here. I oh. love that song. He did a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. But he's good, like Tom is at recording, getting a good quality sound. Nice. Well, I'll have to watch you work next time. You do. It's like viewing uh, someone actually working. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Here you go. This is Sleepwalk with Brian Setzer Band or whatever. Get all the Meadleys in there. This is the part you really got to watch out for here. I know this song. 
Richie. Yep, there you go. What's the name of that song? Sleepwalk. Sleepwalk, yeah. It's by Santo and Johnny. It's a old song. Yeah, but the... The original not... is much better. Okay. This is the original. Yeah. I feel like you just take down the mood. Driving in the car on a Sunday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I feel like they've used this in like so many different old. Yeah, movies. did you ever see the Richie Valens? Yeah. That's and then he dies and then they play this song. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's wow. a good one. Good times, good oldies. Here on the uh, Two Crazy Scoops Radio Hour, coming up next, Tom Laughlin playing Stupid People. Take it away, Tom. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. How the, <laughs> I would say that falls under that category of songs that everyone knows, but no one knows, no one knows the, name the names too. Yeah, that should be a segment that we should do. Every a song everyone knows, but no one knows the name too. Mm-hmm. I'm blue, the hamster dance. I can think of. I can think of a song. Um, both of those songs are stuck in my head now. That was actually based off of the old Disney Robin Hood movie. No way. Little John and Robin Hood were walking in the forest. That's literally what that is. If you slow it down. Interesting where they take stuff from and use it. It's from what again? Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Okay. No, that's a different song. Okay, well, it's the same guy. Same guy. Uh, wow, man. Speaking of creating I'm music, kinds of things. should we play Ocean Span? What's that? It's a song that the piano one I sent you a couple days ago. Oh, I think that it's was like a so minute. Boring. It's like a minute long. <laughs> Is that something I, you wrote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got this part at the end of it. Yes, it's like it's so much to work. Here's the thing, Tom. He also gives you like the plans, and then you can run away with it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I want you basically to do this. And so then I can play it on an instrument and then it, we'll see how it sounds in real life. Oh, don't play him the recording I sent you while driving. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I was I like, I and that. then after that part, we could do like, no, a but I understand solo. it. I understand Tom's speaking my language here because that's what I try to do. I can't write it down, but you can. Maybe we should play it. Play the recording I sent you. While oh, I'm it driving. deletes recordings. After two minutes. I'll, I'll resend it oh, to you. Oh, please don't, Tom. Here's one my one gripe with you. You are the only person that sends me recordings, and it crashes my phone every single time. I don't know what it is about the operating system, but it doesn't take those voice memos. And then I also I have to sit there and listen for a minute and a half for you to go, hey, so, oh, uh, man, I was thinking, I'll just type it out, Tom. I can read it faster than this. You can't type... <laughs> oh, this is great. It's all typed out. Tom, you're a genius. <laughs> I can read. Oh, you, can't, man. you can't type a drum beat. That That's hilarious. true. Okay, wait. I got the most exciting. I've, I've waited 50 minutes almost to bring out this segment. I want your opinions on this, Tom. This, this segment is called, If I Could, I'd Give It Zero Stars. Uh-oh. Okay, so <laughs> that you, sounds like the perfect uh, segment for Tom. For Tom, so Tom, you are a self-pronounced 
you like to complain about stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, you wrote yeah, a song about stupid people, okay? Okay. That basically is a bad Yelp review, right? Like, yeah, pretty much. You type in, you go to McDonald's, stupid people everywhere, stupid, <laughs> the disgrace, so, in all caps, wait, the disgrace of the human race. I don't like to leave bad reviews unless, unless like the owner of a company has personally offended me. What about a manager of the company? If, if it's, it's like a, a higher up manager, then yes, because obviously that person has been doing that kind of stuff long enough to where it should have been taken care of. Okay. So here, I want you to tell me, are these, are these, I'm, these reviews are going to start small and then they're going to get crazier in the, in, in the All right. transition. Hit me. Is this a, like a legitimate review or is this just someone being petty? It says for Chick-fil-A. Oh, I feel bad leaving a less than stellar review because everyone is so nice and I understand how busy they are. But my kids are so disappointed as the brownie I ordered isn't in our order and I didn't realize until I got home 30 minutes away. Additionally, one of the four nuggets were pure fat and no meat. Sad. That sounds like a level 49 Karen who should have checked her bag before she <laughs> Wait, left. wait, wait, wait. We have, I told you, we're just going to be general here. We're not going to insult anyone. We're not going to make no, anyone feel bad like, because these are actual people who have feelings. No, now. I like the insults, though. Well, what am I supposed to say, then? <laughs> no, no, you no, is no, it, no, I asked, no. is it a legitimate review no, just, or is it being petty? No, just keep it the way you, just reply the way you want to reply. <laughs> Act like you're talking to this person. I, appre- I appreciate the insults, by the way. You know, you two remind me of when I worked at Walmart. One manager tells me one thing. <laughs> another manager tells me something else. Just, Never have just, I been told. Tom, just say what's on your mind. That's the best way to do it. I, I got to put so some 40, kind of bridle on what's right. on Yeah, put a little bit of bridle, but, you know, no, express but yourself. I, I, what, it, what did you say earlier? You well, said. I, I'm not just going to be like yay or nay. I got to give the reason right, why. Right, okay, exactly. okay. So level 49, Karen, go ahead. <laughs> who should have checked her bag before she left and she threw the extra comment about a fatty nugget just to add insult to injury so how responsible and are people should they check their bag every time they leave yes or no yeah i mean people it's human i mean humans make mistakes you can't expect someone to do two thousand orders a day and make sure that every single one is correct mm-hmm. probably someone who's never worked in the service industry um, so yes, I would rate that as a petty review. Okay. Let's, uh, let me just, uh, cue up the, uh, music here or petty review, Tom Laughlin. You heard it here. <laughs> okay. Now this one. Oh, what did you think, Aaron? Oh, we're asking me too. Yes. Uh, overall I would say petty. Yes. Petty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, Wherever you are. Okay, this one's another one. Again, these may just sound like, like why are we going to bring attention to negativity? Of course, why? I'm just saying this is a really interesting subject because have you ever left a bad review? Very few. And what does it look like? How much thought did you put into it? Did you craft this as you craft the music you make? Um, you want me to read some reviews I've left? I can sure. pull them up right now. Let's go. Right here, right now, Tom. There was actually one for a restaurant I left. But I took it down because it was too mean. Do you screenshot them and hang them on your wall? No. What kind of weirdo <laughs> would do that? Hey, Tom. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, why? While he you lo- said you pulled it up super fast. While he's looking it up, what's a uh, what's another review? Okay, the morning manager extremely unprofessional. I'm calling the health department. 
This place used to be good, not the last few times, but not the last few times. You manager handling money and food. What thought health department is requ- is requirements as manager? You show no rules. You should attend surf food class. Shame on you. Mm-hmm. Do you think this person was sober? Mm, probably not. Yeah. But they do make a good point. You not you're not supposed to handle if this is if what they're saying is true. After you handle cash, you should wash your hands before you put on touch food. But uh, Tom, is it wrong to assume that people are touching money and your food if you're going to a fast food restaurant? I wouldn't say it's wrong to assume, but if you didn't physically see them go straight from money to food, you don't know. They could have gone to the back and washed their hands. I mean, restaurants have sinks everywhere. Yeah, that's true. There, ha- it, Legally, there has to be, right? And also, a question I ask myself many times for a bad review is, did they try to resolve the situation then and there and give them a chance to make it right. It doesn't look like they did. Because if they don't, then that's kind of not fair. Like for me, I leave a bad review if I've talked to the manager or owner and I say, hey, you know, this is the situation, this is what's going on. And if they're just like, well, you can just leave, then it's like, okay, well, then I'm just going to have to leave you a bad review to warn others not to waste their time or money here. Do you... Do you think that people read the reviews before they go, or do you think it's just a place for people to vent their anger? Many times it's a place for people to vent their anger. Yeah. So I could only find one bad review I've left somebody. I thought I had a couple. Um, I know one was for my previous property manager. I really, <laughs> hey, wait, wait. I, I just want tell. everyone who, if you're actually listening to this, please... Email us your worst review that you've ever done, and we'll rate whether you're petty or legitimate. This is three stars. Oh, I don't get the three-star thing, by the way, but continue. I, I really don't like Sierra Vista. I was so excited to see that they finally have something besides McDonald's, so I ordered on the Dunkin' Donuts app. You gave the town of Sierra Vista. Yes, Dunkin' Donuts, why do you allow civilians to order on the app if we can't even pick it up? Why is it on the military base? Seriously, please tell your UX design team to design a button that asks if you are military or not. Update, Dunkin' gave me a gift card to use at another location, so I'm happy about that. Just would have been nice to know this location is on a military base before I place the order. So that was the three stars. Like, Dunkin' Donuts, the company, made it right. But seriously, when you order on the app, it should say, are you military or not, so you don't waste your time or money. Because I really wanted an iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, and I went to McDonald's. <laughs> oh, man. And I now that um, I'm reading this, I'm like... I feel really bad about leaving this review. Exactly. Do you, do you want me to be honest with you? I'm going to level with you, Tom. A while ago, maybe let's say 2017, I wrote a bad review for McDonald's. And then later after reading it, I was like, what the heck was I like? Who do I think I am? So I just del- <laughs> I just deleted it. But it was kind of stupid like that, too. I Now that I think about it, I didn't leave a review, but rather I tweeted at T-Mobile one time because they had like it was painful. And I and I, I got sick of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna tweet him. And I was like, at T-Mobile, 
you all are idiots, blah, blah, blah. I just went off on them. I didn't Whoa. say that. I didn't say you're idiots. You use more colorful language? Yeah, I use different language. I'm like, I tried to do this. Y'all did this. Because basically what happened was I was on a family plan, a mm-hmm. part of the family plan, and they they were charging me for <clears throat> stuff that I shouldn't have been charged for. But because it was a family plan, everything was so jumbled up, it was hard for me to see where the mistakes was. And once I figured it out, I told them. But they acted like, no, this is... So I tweeted, and all of a sudden... One of them reached out to me on Twitter, and they were like, oh, contact us, and we'll get this fixed. And they did. Mm-hmm. They fixed everything. They removed all the charges that were that shouldn't have been there. They just went gotten right to the point. Is that a good message to send your customers, though, that if you express your hatred enough on social media, we'll answer your question? Well, they did. This, the, the customer service people that I would speak to, they wouldn't solve anything. Yeah. But when I tweeted about it, and everyone could see it. Do you feel guilty sudden, about that tweet? Nope, no. Even it got though you the, acted in the heat of the moment? No, because it got the problem fixed. Okay. So they can do good. It can. Okay. You know, I'm looking at all my other reviews. They're all five star. That was the only bad review I've ever left. I'm, other I'm than still judging you. I saw you delete <laughs> a couple right there. You can't delete them. <laughs> well, maybe you can, actually. <laughs> but like you said leaving five-star reviews, we had a problem with our internet company. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm not going to leave a bad review or whatever. Just please, um, you know, just please fix it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to get them to understand that because at that time we worked from home, and I was just saying, you know, like, we work from home, so we need your service in order to pay you. Yeah. And... It's like, are you gonna really going to hamstring us here? I said, I'm not going to leave you bad reviews so, or whatever. So then they fixed it, and then I left them a good review saying we had an issue, but their communication was really good. They were friendly. So if you leave bad reviews, do you feel that that person has a responsibility to leave good reviews as well? Say that one more time. If you are going to take it upon yourself to leave bad reviews for people, do you feel that it's your responsibility that you should also actively be making good reviews when you have a good experience? Yes, or if the company... I I rarely leave bad reviews because as a business owner... It I, really makes a difference sometimes. Yes. When someone's like, you didn't pick up the phone on a, a day you were obviously closed right. and didn't get back to me until it was like I was on vacation. Okay, we got to move through. We got two more, three more. Sorry. <laughs> you should edit out all that stuff. I don't want people to think I'm a jerk. Everybody, <laughs> everybody already knows. <laughs> oh, no. Late. Oh, I shouldn't have said anything. Okay. We already think. Was going thing. to get some chicken today, but changed my mind when I started to pull into park and noticed the biggest potholes ever. I wanted chicken, but I didn't want to spend money <laughs> for a wheel alignment. Fix your parking lot. That. Um, that is also petty. And the reason why I say it's petty. Because if you lived in Tucson, man. Well, my thing is. All the streets are like that. Right. And my thing is, too, it's, it's not always the responsibility of the companies leasing the property. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that's the property owner. Oh. That's yes. their job to repave the, the parking lot. Not so you got to find out who. So you got to find out who really is responsible for that. And that's the ones you leave the review for. Okay, here's another one. Oh, I got four. These are three more left. This is the last one. 
I don't like fast food, and this place would be why. Old dry chicken, hard biscuits, drenched in butter. And I'd rather have a meal cost a little more, but be edible. <laughs> then go somewhere then else. Go somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it's fast food. What do you expect? Okay, now these ones are these ones are long. If I could give zero stars, I would. I hate that line. I have eaten here <laughs> three times. Every time I have had some form of food poisoning. <laughs> Every single time that I have ordered, which has only been three times, the coleslaw has been nasty and rancid. Every single time that I have ordered, which has only been three times, the chicken has given me some sort of stomach ache. I decided to get this place one more chance. At the time, it was only two times of getting somewhat poisoned. After all, the other two times were just stomach aches. I obviously didn't eat the coleslaw after discovering it was rancid. Just the chicken and biscuit. This time, however, it was bad. So, unless you like having your body freak out and your stomach for hours and needing to have Pepto before going to bed, then waking up in the middle of the night only have your body freak out on you, sweating profusely and it coming out both ends, puking and diarrhea at the same time is not fun. Not to mention I'm left with a horrible stomach ache after hours later and I still can't eat anything, but at least I can drink some water. I highly advise not eating here, and just for the record, these three times have been spaced out over the course of six months. Do not eat here unless you want to get food poisoning every single time. I would call that a public service announcement, a very poetic one. It could have been shorter. <laughs> but, but if you get sick one time. Right. To me, once is enough. Once is enough. I ain't going back. I don't care if it was a bad moment or a bad day. It doesn't matter. I'm not going back, let alone three times. <laughs> Peace out over six months. Col- I'm just saying, if the coleslaw was nasty the first time, why do you think it's going to be better the next time? Uh-huh. It's like, no, they make nasty coleslaw. Don't eat there. It's simple. Here's the, here's the real killer one. This is the best one I could find. Sigh. Chicken place after chicken place in Tucson has seemed to be absolutely horrible for me. I've tried KFC, burnt chicken. Tried Popeye's, made my girlfriend and I sick. Now coming to the first time trying churches and geez. I ordered through DoorDash. I got my order correctly, no problem. Fries were okay for fries. Mac and cheese was super good. But the sandwiches are a zero for me. Got my spicy sandwich today. Seemed a little off. Pinkish center and was lukewarm. Still ate it. I grew up not to think too much about stuff like that. And I've been sick for the last three hours between almost throwing up and feeling nauseated. Horrible experience. I called and surprisingly got through. Manager on duty was nice compared to others I met, thankfully. Anyways, do not, I repeat, do not eat here. Okay, you chose, but he chose to eat it after he saw the pink. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) I'm sorry. Still ate it. So sorry, but... Okay, first of all, let me just say one thing. <laughs> let me just say one thing about eating out in general. If you go eat out at a restaurant, there is a risk that you can get sick. You can't guarantee anything. You hope you have a good experience. We all do it, but you don't you can't guarantee anything. There's always some disgruntled employee who works back there who does not follow the rules. So you are already taking a risk. Now you sit he ordered a what, a burger? A chicken sandwich. Oh, a chicken sandwich. Now, pink chicken is <laughs> never, that's never something you should eat. Yeah, the public service announcement. Ever. Don't eat pink chicken. Yeah, that's that's a no-no. 
Now, if it well, was gr- if it was beef, that's a different story. But even then, you still taking a risk. But yeah. chicken. But this is all to say: do you do you think that the uh, industry of <laughs> reviews is good or is it a bad thing for humanity? Overall, I think it's good. I when you get bad. to when you get to a place where there's hundreds and hundreds of reviews, especially, and the reviews are 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 mainly positive. That's that should tell I you something. I think product reviews and reviews for restaurants are di- or businesses are different because, like Tom was saying, I think the businesses ones need to get vetted a little more. Well, that's why you read the reviews. Like when I'm looking at to to go somewhere or buy something, I read the positive reviews and I also read the negatives to see. And if I see something that's I consider to be petty, I don't take it into you know I don't I don't put too much weight on that review. But, but you if, know, generally that fast food places is going to be petty, right? Right, but. You get what you pay for. If you go to fast food, you're going to get crap because it's cheap. And that's just how it works. You heard it here, folks. If you didn't believe it, Aaron said it. Fast food is, you know, it is what it is. Cook it yourself at home. Well, and sometimes reviews are a little tricky because I've ordered stuff off Amazon, for instance. Product Two, reviews are different, like I 2, said. 2,005-star reviews. I get it, and it's junk. Mm-hmm. And it's like all those good reviews were probably paid for. Yeah, and sometimes you get totally unrelated reviews. Like someone reviewed my business, my cleaning business, and it said this was the best hike ever. There is a and I I love that. There is a glitch where the wrong reviews will show up for the wrong products. Sometimes that is a a well known glitch that they. Well, what you need to respond is, I'm so happy you enjoyed our service. Thank you for having us clean your. I don't know. Hiking shoes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I did. I was just like, oh, thank you for the five-star review. <laughs> but I wanted Google to remove it anyway because that was the review that was showing up in the review window on my website. <laughs> and <laughs> Google said, no, it's it's perfectly relevant. Oh, man. I was just like, I had to have someone else just write a review so that wouldn't be on the front page of my website. You paid someone to write reviews for you? I website. didn't pay someone. They did it for free. I asked one of my clients to oh write one. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you did that. I'm just kidding. Companies always <laughs> ask people how you to do leave it. reviews. That's the only way you get reviews is if you ask them. I'm going to report your business to Google. <laughs> that hike, no, the it's hike was terrible. One star. Anymore. The hike was terrible. One star. Right, exactly. <laughs> What's the name of your business again? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want anybody to do that. I saw one for a mechanic shop that said uh, they need to they need to up their salsa game, and the owner's response was so funny. He's like, "Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, our salsa dancing does is a little bit out of choreography, or maybe we just need to use better peppers. Either way, Google would not remove this erroneous review. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, nice. I thought that was the funniest response ever. Man. Well, that's what they say, too. Sometimes it isn't necessarily, well, you know, good business man once told me, my mentor. <laughs> uh, he told me that it's not about the review. It's how you respond to it. So if someone's mad, as long as you make a good response and you're not, like, you know, screaming at them in the response and being like, well, you're just a loser and you don't know anything. If you're like, I'm sorry that you had a bad experience, I'll get someone right on that to either reimburse you and or redo the job or this or that. Then it's just a good outcome, I guess. Yeah. And that's part of one of my jobs, too, because I also answer reviews for clients. And I have to 
teach them that because sometimes they the clients want to argue with the person through the review as the response. Yeah, that looks and bad. I tell them, I said, no, you can't do that because she's one client sent me a review. She said, here, I want you to use this. And basically, the, she was just telling the person off, like, you, you're an idiot. That's not what we said. We said this and we said that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, no, no. This is how we're going to have to do it. And so basically, that's what I told them to say. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're sorry you had a bad experience with us. Um, this, this is a misunderstanding. Um, we will reach out to you directly so we can discuss Again, we apologize for any inconvenience. So you take, you're basically acknowledging the fact that the person didn't have a good experience and you're taking the discussion offline. Yeah. Everyone doesn't need to see what happens, the, the resolution. We'll let the brass knuckles do the talking. Right, but at least take it offline. But, the, but her initial response was, no, you idiot. This is what we said. This is what oh, we Oh, dude. I'm like, I no, saw this comic and that. it was like, according to this guy is a drawn out comic and the guy is with his son at the park. Mm-hmm. He says, according to known statistics, at least one in three of these people have gotten in a fight in the YouTube comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another true. section we should do reviewing business responses to see if it's just a canned response that doesn't get anything done or if it's an actual heartfelt response. That's a good idea. I don't think it really matters. That's why I hate everything. I hate businesses. (laughs) I hate big business. I hate small business. Can't we all just live? Can we all just be hippies and hold each other? You just hate business. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of dumb because money, you know? Well, business is going to be around as long as money is. (laughs) That's true. There's two things I used to do whenever a company reached out for my services. One, I look at their customer reviews. If the customers hate them, I don't want to deal with them because they're probably an inefficient company, which means I'm going to get paid six months late. Yeah, um, and they're going to want you on deadlines. Like, hey, can you come and clean this thing tomorrow? And you're like, oh, usually book out a week in advance. But And I also look at their responses when they get negative reviews. There was a property management company. I seem to not get along with those. <laughs> There was a property management company that wanted us to clean their office, and all of their all of their uh, customer reviews were like they're stealing money. Um, it was like a common thread. It wasn't just like a one off thing. Yeah, someone's upset. Like, a disgruntled uh, employee. Yeah, it was like they're stealing money. They don't maintain anything, and their responses were always like a 20-paragraph essay explaining how much of an idiot they are. Wow. Was the person a writer by chance? That's a good question. <laughs> They're like, oh, I got to really and practice my craft. Here we was, go. Here's the plot. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. Okay, let's see. Dear Mr. Idiot, I am troubled to inform you that your life from now on will be uh, cursed by my presence <laughs> as I tried doing the best, of, you know, continuing on Shakespeare. Shakespeare as a Yelp reviewer would be amazing. <laughs> when that happens, I'm Shakespeare just like, the, oh, we're not accepting new clients right now. <laughs> Shakespeare in the park would be a lot different. And um, last thing I was going to say about How dost art thou is, um, give thine bad service? Thine mm. employees are horrendous. Um... One thing I was going to say about my apartment complex is that the reviews when the management changed went way down. And what's crazy is that I can... Oh, after oh li- I judge it right now. Petty. 
Huh? Oh, sorry. Petty. <laughs> Petty at the reviews. Well, what's funny <laughs> is that the reviews went down, but it's interesting because I can tell why. Because if you've lived here for a while, mm-hmm. you realize that the old management did a much better job than the new management. So you're here to compare it. Whereas the people who just moved in, their reviews tend to be a little bit more positive than the people who've been here for a while. But that's because big companies bought out all these places in Tucson. Right, correct. Exactly. Yeah, so they don't really care. They just want the money. Right, exactly. Exactly. Money, money, that's money, the point. Money. But but before that happened, money. the apartment got really good re- My complex got really good reviews. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, down. though. Is it really, like, worth it to get mad at people when it's all just big business, just don't really care about you? Because you're just, like, screaming at a wall at that point. A wall of money. Your money. You're screaming at a wall of money, and you're currently throwing your money into it. Um, <laughs> you're like, I here's fifty dollars. I hate this. There's another fifty. I hate this. Another well, I've 50. also, but I've also had, I've also read reviews where they said, watch out for this because you might run into this. And sure enough, I've been to that experience where I've read a review. They warn you about something, and you get there, and you're like, and you find out that it's true. Mm. Like for example, they'll say like, watch out for hidden fees. They might charge you for this or that if you're not careful. Yeah, stuff like that. So. Well, I think Damien is here. So. Thanks, everybody. I'm sorry, Tom. You got to go. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. We're gonna. Oh, Damien is here. Yep. How do we wrap this up then? Let's wrap up. Oh, sorry. That's what I'm saying. Tom, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks. You can tell me. I'll I'll send it to you, and you you edit it, <laughs> and you can take out all the stuff. Just just take out all the stuff where I was talking about how much I hate my property manager. Okay, I'm sorry, Tom. This has been Two Crazy Scoops Podcast with your host, A.O. and Antio. Uh, leave us a really good review, please. I'm begging you. We have, we're currently at five stars. Please don't get it down to one. And don't comment nice hike on our thing. It's not a joke. <laughs> Bad hike. Nice hike. Thanks. I'm going to do that. Oh, my God, I'll use Tom. like five I different swear. emails to do it, I too. swear, Tom. Ah, here we go.